I saw you and him walking in the rain. You were holding hands and I will never be the same. And I will never be the same. The show will never be the same. Everybody, welcome back to another rousing edition of Before the Three Count. And I am your host, the man with the most, G.A. West. Uh, No longer will Osiris be hosting the show. Uh, I will now be hosting as G.A. West, uh, along with my main man, the one, the only... Unnamed host, a.k.a. Daddy Mac, or the Mac Daddy. <laughs> I'm on the floor with it. <laughs> okay, I dig it, I dig it. Uh, has someone, have you been watching AEW? I have not. Okay, okay. Was that a reference, though, to the AEW wrestler, Daddy Mac? Nope. That no. is a reference to the duo in the early 1990s. You're in my favorite... Chris to the cross. Okay, okay. Not begin with Chris. (laughs) I dig it. I do. Like full flat tires. (laughs) No doubt, no doubt. Rocking the backwards clothes. Exactly, which I never did, thankfully, as a youngster. I'm not gonna lie, I might have had a couple days of doing it. Just because it's not very practical for bathroom purposes. That's very true. That's very true. (laughs) I feel like. And, and, and this might be revisionist history. Yep. But I think when I was in elementary school, I never went to the bathroom. Wow, you had a strong bladder. I, I think I did. Like, you like I said, this might be revisionist history. Like a camel holding <laughs> Basically. Uh, <laughs> but I, I feel like I, I, I remember like having this like horrible experience. Like I think I had two horrible experiences. I, I think <laughs> one time I went into the bathroom and there was like poop like on the floor. Uh, and I was like, oh, I can't handle that. Right. Uh, and then finally got the courage to go to the bathroom again. And like the mentally handicapped student was in there, like with his pants off, like peeing at the urinal. And I was like, oh, I can't handle that. Uh, and I think I just stopped going to the bathroom. Like, <laughs> Oh, wow. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, that sounds like a very interesting tra- uh, uh, dramatic event. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, good old Maynard. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Maynard Public Schools back in the day. Now Maynard's amazing, and like there's all sorts of money dumped in, and they've got all these new state-of-the-art buildings and schools. But y'all still the Tigers, though, I think, right? Yes, yep, still yeah. the Tigers. Uh, the I think the girls' basketball team won the uh, championship last year. What division were you guys? Like D four, I want to say. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure if you guys got a, a high division, but uh, no, no, definitely a lower, lower division. As a kid, uh, did they have any local indie wrestling shows back back in heyday? Yes. Well, what uh, promotion uh, would, would run, if you can remember? <clears throat> well, I, I definitely remember UCW uh, out of New Hampshire. Okay. Because uh, Doc Ozone uh, worked for them. But 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 they had shows in Maynard? No, 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 no. There weren't any oh. shows in Maynard. I'm sorry. Oh. I didn't realize what you were asking. Yeah, yeah, if because I know they had the boys and girls club, so I wasn't sure if there were any other if there were any wrestling shows back in the day. No, um, no steady indies. Um, I know Hudson High School one time had a uh, like a uh, charity fundraiser okay. event that had a wrestling show, and Doink the Clown was on it, or at least someone really? said they were Doink the Clown. Or was it? I was gonna say was it Matt Bourne? Doink yeah, or? I, I doubt it was Matt Bourne. 
Oh, okay. Okay. All right. But uh, was it a good show? Um, if you remember, I don't really remember. Um, I I feel like I was super young, like maybe ten. Oh, maybe. Okay. Um, but I remember seeing Doink the Clown on, and I feel like for being a young kid, I feel like I thought it was cool. Um, and I was gonna like, say wow, like, being at a wrestling show, like at the high school, it's a small place, you know. You, right, very you, intimate. Yes, yep. See them up close and personal. It's crazy how like over Doink was as a gimmick, because you would think yeah. you know a clown wrestling gimmick is like sort of like you know carny to the carny, uh, <laughs> you know. But the way that he was able to like portray him as like that evil heel. You know, on the cusp of, I think this is when, like, you know, clowns were somewhat r- relatively big. You had, like, Bozo Clown and, like, that's uh, true. And I feel like Bar from The Simpsons. Like, <laughs> had Homie the Clown. You know what I'm <laughs> <saying>? <laughs> Homie don't play that. But, uh, yeah. What, did they ever make Doink a face? Or was he always a heel? No, he was, de- he was definitely a face at one point. Okay. I All think right. when he first came on the scene, he was a face. He was? I thought his music was like evil music. Or maybe when he first came on, he was a heel and then later became a face. I think but was right. it? Yeah, he first came on, he was a heel. Yeah. And then, then later he became a face. But I'm like, he was definitely a face at one point because I remember, oh, when he had like Doink and Dink. And right, right, right. But was, was Matt Bourne still a character then or was it a different, different guy? That's a very attractive question. Um, let me see if the Google machine has any information on that. Let's see. I think at one point the dude that was Skinner, I, I think it was Doink at a time. Well, that honestly. that is Matt Bourne. The whole time? Uh, no, I'm sorry. No, Skinner is Steve Steve Kern. But was he ever Doink, or was it always Matt Matt Bourne? Um, I, I think you might be right. I think, uh, although I don't. Well, hold on. Doink the Clown, Wikipedia. All right, here we go. Doink the Clown, Wikipedia. Character history. It's so funny. Yep. Uh, because I'm like, I'm pretty sure there have been different Doink the Clowns. Yep. But on, on the official Wikipedia page, he's listed as 510 243. I'm yep. like, so is every Doink just that? <laughs> yes, yeah, that coincidence, they all able to hit that. Yeah. This is so funny. Um, so this Wikipedia page does not do a very good job of explaining Doink. Um, I think it's saying that Doink was originally played by somebody named Michael Hegstrand. Really? In the with WWF or a different promotion? Yeah, with WWF. Wow. Um, in 1992. Oh, hold on. No, Michael Hegstrand is Hawk. That doesn't make any sense. Okay, hold on. <laughs> he was doing double duties. Right. He's doing a what okay, a rush so... and what be cushions after that. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess he came up with the idea of doing. Really? That that's what Wikipedia says. That's interesting, right there. Yes. Um, so yeah, Wikipedia says that Bruce Pritchard says that Michael Hegstrand, aka Hawk, uh, came up with the Doink the Clown character. Okay. Um, and it's so this page doesn't say who played him at first, but uh, oh, here we go. 
so he was played by Matt Bourne until WrestleMania 9. Okay. And then when they started doing the two doinks, Steve Kern, a.k.a. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yep, uh, started playing him as well. Okay. Then um, Ray Lysomelli, um, also known as Ray Apollo, who uh, I think I remember from some uh, enhancement matches. Okay. Uh, he then became Doink. Okay. Uh, and that's when he, and he became Babyface. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, so he was a heel for a long time. Yeah, yep. All right. Uh, Were you a fan of the Doink uh, gimmick? I was. I liked the uh, stunt puller, his finisher there. What was it? How, what did that look like? Um, so he would have the guy in a seated position, <clears throat> and then he would step over their shoulders. Okay. And then pull their leg up. So is it a submission move? Yeah, it's a submission move. Like a Boston Crab type of... But like, no, because like, so the guy's seated on his butt. Yep. Like sitting up. Okay. So then Doink, like from behind, steps over his shoulders. Yep. And then, so like the guy's head is resting in Doink's crotch. And then Doink bends over and pulls the guy's leg up. Jeez. As I'm thinking about it, I'm like, Sounds I'm painful. that move. What's that? I'm bringing, I'm bringing that back. Okay. <laughs> Will you have a willing participant to go for that? I don't care if they're willing or not. <laughs> well, actually, GA West cares, but Osiris doesn't care. So oh, okay. Osiris is going in there to hurt people. Did um did he have like a decent win loss record? Like was he like mid card doing as as a, cause I don't remember him winning like a lot of matches. So it sounds like as a heel, yeah. Um, he, I mean, it's kind of tough, I guess, especially back then because you know heels rarely won other than job matches. Right. So it sounds like he won a lot of job matches, but then in his feuds with Big Boss Man, Tatanka, yep. and Crush, yep. like he'd end up losing to them. Uh, okay, this was, so you said this was what, 92, 93? Yes. Let's dive back into that time. What did you think of that era? You know, we always everybody was talking about the Attitude Era, Ruthless Aggression, Blase Blah, PG Era. What did you think of I don't know what to classify that as, but I guess the I call it the Saturday morning era. Like, what, what did oh, you uh, what to call it? What did you think of those times? So, you know, like you said, Doink, Big Boss Man, Tatanka, uh, uh, you know, all those like characters, like El Matador, Tito, you know, you know, all yeah. of them. <laughs> well, so here's the thing: I, I was ten at that time, right? And so when I think of it I, I look back on it with a lot of nostalgia I'm like that might be my favorite time period of wrestling so it was rose tinted glasses possibly because <clears throat> okay. uh, Royal Rumble 92 was my favorite match of all time yeah that we gotta do a deep dive into because you, you mentioned you know with Flair and them yes yeah we definitely gotta do a deep dive on that and it was, uh, that was the time that he when he brought the NWA championship that they always blurred out as a kid yeah. I never knew why they did that but obviously Got you know as you got older you, you found out but I, that was always interesting to me. Well, <laughs> you you want to know uh, something a little even more interesting? Yep. <clears throat> um, they were using so when he first got there, he had the NWA belt. He didn't have it for very long though. And, okay. Uh, afterwards, they started using one of the tag belts. Who? Uh, Flair, like for for promos. Oh, okay, okay. So he would be holding like the tag belt in his hand, and they'd, it'd be blurred, so you couldn't tell. 
Oh, okay. To continue like that whole thing. Yes. What did the what did WCW use for the heavyweight title? Flair had the NWO title. Like, what did they? Since it was the same exact title, what did they use to represent their heavyweight title at the time? Before he gave it back, that's where they debuted the WCW title. That's the one that like Ron Simmons had and Vader had. What did it look like? Um, I'd compare it to the Big Eagle WWF title, honestly. So they look decent. Yeah, yeah, it was a good looking belt, okay. but it okay. wasn't nearly as like prestige. Yeah, you know. Okay. Uh, but then Flair gave it back uh, some point in '92. And what did they do with that old other belt then? So at that point, they had both belts. Oh, okay. And they um, they called one was the WCW uh, Heavyweight Championship. Yep. And the other was just the World Heavyweight Championship. Okay, so at that time, who was the world champion and who was the WCW heavyweight champion? I want to say during that time period, Ron Simmons and Vader were trading back and forth the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Okay. And Sting and Rick Rude were trading the World Heavyweight Championship. Okay, all right. How long did that last for? Um, Until Rick Rude got injured at some point in 93. Then they consolidated the belts? Yeah, then they consolidated the belts. I want to say at a uh, like Spring Stampede or something like that. Okay. All right. But uh, yeah. Uh, so who was your 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 guy during that time? During like ninety two, ninety three. Um. Let's see. So I'm thinking about it. I'm like, well, definitely Legion of Doom. I was huge on, on them. Yeah. Yes. Were they feuding with Demolition at that time? Um, 91, I think, was when they started feuding with Demolition. Okay. 92, they were feuding. In the beginning of 92, they were feuding with the Natural Disasters. Ooh, then, another good tugboat and earthquake. Yes, yes. Uh, and then from there, they went on to feud with Money, Inc. Ooh, IRS and the Million Dollar Man. Yes, sir. Low key, I, I thought the Million Dollar uh, Belt was a little better sometimes in the Championship belt. <laughs> it looked it right. But... Yeah, because it was so. It was all the diamonds. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Yeah, but yes, definitely Legion Doom, especially the Doomsday device. Crazy yeah. finish if you, especially if you're a jobber, you definitely want to take that. Oh right, guys are getting dumped on their heads. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, willy nilly. <laughs> Seriously, like it's so funny to watch. Like you look back in hindsight and watch tape. And uh, I mean, you could tell who they took care of and who they didn't. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, um, animal would like push his hands under their legs, like putting them <laughs> off him at box, like nailing them full, full force. A little brutal, a little brutal. Yes. What did you think of uh, Demolition for their time before, uh, you know, Legion of Doom came into, you know, the WWF, like as like almost like a clone? What did you think of Demolition at the time? I dug Demolition Same. and. Their theme song, probably one of my favorite theme songs of all time. Can't remember how it went. Was it like a... It was like... Very rock. Okay, so it was very, very guitar riff. Yes, very guitar riff. Okay. And okay. Uh, the lyrics were like, here comes the axe, and here comes the smasher. Okay. demolition, walking disaster. Okay, all right. Were you a fan when they became a trio? Um, yeah, because I like Crush. Um, I thought he was cool. I dug all that. 
No, it's funny when he when he had the Hawaiian gimmick. I never knew that was Crush from Legion of Doom. Uh, uh, Demolition. Really? I just thought he was. I just thought he was just a new guy. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> did you know at the time? I did. Okay. Because I feel like they uh, they transitioned him. I, I think they uh, like they explained like he was he was going back to his roots or something like that. Okay. All right. They were doing vignettes. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> But, or uh, if I didn't know it from that, then I probably knew it from Ose, who like had like the like I think back on it, I'm like Ose either <laughs> must have subscribed to the dirt sheets, yep, or, or he had a friend who did because I'm like he always knew what was going on with wrestling, <laughs> and he'd be at like the like and also he'd go to those uh, back when they used to tape like four episodes at once, like at Boston Garden. Oh, for the house shows, yeah, he, he would go to those. <clears throat> I always always was a fan of Hawaiian Crush. I think it has I all his too. gimmicks, but like Brian Adams, all his gimmicks, even you know later like Chronic and stuff like that. It was always a uh, you know Hawaiian Crush. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel you. I actually I got to agree. I, I dug the whole his finisher there. That uh, oh the cranium crush. Yes. Woo! That looked painful. Right. <clears throat> and probably if you actually did squeeze somebody's head like randomly, it wouldn't you know be a, you know wouldn't be pleasant. No, if someone was big enough and strong enough to like do that to somebody. Yeah, he was able to lift the guy up off the off his feet and then you know come down to like a submission. So it was all yes. in one. <clears throat> and then you had uh, ten, I'd be doing that too. Yeah, yeah. What did you think of? Because uh, I was gonna say the top was almost like the original Goldberg. He had the under yeah, uh, Peter Street. Street. Yeah, for a quick second. So what do you think of Shawn Michaels? No, no, uh, Ludwig Borvik, I think, we gave him his oh, first Ludwig L. Borga? Yeah. Ludwig Borga. What would you think of Tatanka? I think I was a fan of his. Uh, I think I thought the uh, gimmick was cool at the time. Yep. His and, finisher uh, that, was the, what, the uh, fall-away slam, was it? Um, yeah, I feel like it was like a Samoan drop, basically, right? Yep. Yeah, but I, I think they called it something different. I miss the times when, uh, Simple moves with finishers. Oh, I know. Same. Like uh, uh, the uh, Rick the Mar- Mar- model Martel. He had the Boston Crab. Yep. Um, obviously, you know the sharpshooter. Uh, we said the Tonka would fall away slam. Um, before Mike had yeah, he had the, the sidewalk slam. Well, um, suplex sidewalk suplex si- side- side- sidewalk suplex. suplex. Yep. Yeah. Before he got you know the super kick. Yeah, um, but Big Bossman had it was like a running into T Bone Slam. What did <laughs> what you call it? Yeah, he called it the Bossman Slam. Right. But uh, but yeah, which uh, nowadays people would actually know it as the Black Hole Slam. Okay. Why? Well, who uh, who uses that now? Abyss. Oh, but he don't wrestle no more, right? No, he's a producer for WWE. Oddly. Okay. But yeah, that was his uh, move. That was his move. Okay. Uh, all right. But yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, going back to speaking of uh, the Martel Martel, I always dug his uh, vignettes. With, yes. Uh, his fragrance. Uh, arrogance was it called? Y- yes, arrogance. But the thing is, when they sprayed it, it looked like the stuff you sprayed like pesticides to kill insects with. It's so funny. I was literally just going to say that. Like at the time, I didn't. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's like fancy perfume." But looking back, I'm like, "Yeah, that looks like the stuff you spray." <laughs> right. Like yeah, 
but that was that that was a cool gimmick that he had. Um, Agreed. And then him and his match with uh, Jake the Snake when they were both blind. Oh, the blindfold match. What, what pay per view was that? WrestleMania. Ooh, which one? Seven or eight? And that was where the the crowd was participating. Telling the now that was an organic feel, like the crowd telling him, you know Jake where you know Rick was. That was that was that's when people still believed, you know. Yeah, because they say, could you do that with today's crowd, or would they just be so into themselves there that they were like, could could they get into it like that? Um, with the right wrestlers at the right place. Uh huh. Yes. Okay. But who, with that if, being said, I think it'd be very tough. If you were a booker, then who would you have, and who, where would you do that? Um, and just quick side note, it was WrestleMania yep. Seven. Okay, uh, where it happened. But um, if I was a booker, uh, I, I think it would have to be a place like right now. It would have to be a place like an AEW. Okay. Um, and and it's funny. I'm not an Orange Cassidy fan. <laughs> we know that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I would probably put Orange Cassidy in the match. Okay. And I'm trying to think of a heel that like people really don't like. And like maybe Jericho? Okay. Yeah, I think Jericho and Orange Cassidy, I would put them in it. I think the with the right AEW audience. Right. They, they would get really into that and they'd really want to like help Cassidy like where to go and everything. But how would you set up that program? Because obviously it makes sense with Rick Martel, you know, uh, with the fragrance, and then Jake the Snake, you know, the whole snake gimmick. So you know, Snake's gonna be—he had the whole dead eye and the whole and that whole shebang. How would you set up Orange Cassidy and Jericho with that same gimmick match? I would have. <laughs> I would have Jericho. Uh, huh. <laughs> See, you didn't think of, you got you got you know said gimmick. And I, I got this. I'm, okay. I'm just thinking of how how, how ridiculous <laughs> does does it make sense? Because what okay. I was originally gonna say is, oh, Jericho sprayed Orange Cassidy in the eyes with mimosa. Ah, okay. But I'm. Like, was that oh, really I'm, blinding though? <laughs> that's that's where I'm like, oh, that's tough. Like, because <laughs> I'm like, whenever like basketball teams win the, the championship, they all get sprayed in the eyes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. So yeah. So I'm like, oh, like where would it? Where would you be? Like, oh, like this blinded him. <laughs> um. Hard to pull off. It is hard to pull off. Maybe uh, maybe Jericho thought it was mimosa, but it turned out it was actually poison. <laughs> I guess uh, Vince and them caught, caught a, a lightning bolt in the bottle for that particular uh, match. Yes, and for it to make sense. <laughs> but as I look at the Google machine, yeah. there have been other blindfold matches in WWE. Really? Between whom? Uh, we've got D'Lo Brown and Triple H. When did they have a program? Was this during DX Nation time? Uh, let's see. This was in 2002. Hysterical. Yeah, February 9th. I'm curious to know how that happened. <laughs> yeah, me too. Because <laughs> that, that makes no sense on no, any right? level. <laughs> it's crazy random. Uh, John Cena and Roman Reigns. Had a blindfold match. Okay. Match. okay. <laughs> and said Tito Varela and Drew McIntyre. 
I wonder if he matches it on Peacock. That won't be the only way to like see that this archive. Oh, and apparently on NXT, Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes. Well, see, yeah, that could somewhat make sense because the whole Dexter Loomis gimmick, like, it's so creepy. So I can see that putting together. I feel you. I feel you. Let me see. Yeah, um, speaking of Cameron, your man's on a, a on a loser streak, uh, so he's not really going to the moon no more. Oh uh, no. Mostly staying uh, stationed within uh, planet planetary limits. <laughs> well, that's too bad. <laughs> I felt like he was uh, getting a good push. I mean, he's still getting pushed, like again, you know, into the matches, you know, uh, into the car matches, but it's not like he's getting uh, W's on behind him. I got you. I got you. Oh, apparently, John Cena also had a blindfold match with Damari. Also, a weird setup. Uh, yeah. Have you ever done one? I have not. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, what gimmick matches have you done? Uh, let's see. I've done a hardcore match. Right. Uh, I've done a steel cage match. I've done a couple steel cage matches, actually. Right. Uh, let's see. I've done. Ladder match? Nope. No ladder matches. Okay. Um. Trying to think. What TLC? No TLC. Okay. Um, whew, I'm like, is hardcore and steel cage all I've done for gimmick matches? Iron Man? Oh, yes. I've done uh, at least one Iron Man, if not. No, I've done a couple Iron Man matches. Okay. Yep. I've done a couple of those. Because um, I'm like, Simply God's Best. GA West did an Iron Man match <coughs> with Rob the Giant in NCW back in like okay. 2012 or. Actually, no, this would have been, like, 2014, because it was right when I got back from OVW, where, like, I had really learned, like, good pacing okay. for such a thing. Okay. Um, but also during the uh, Osiris V1, uh, back in those days, I had a Iron Man match with Morningstar Marcus Hall, I believe was his name. Okay. Uh, so, yes, I've done the Iron Man match. Um what other matches are there? Yeah, so I could um, lose a leaves town, leaves town. Oh, <laughs> um, I feel like I did one of those too. The, uh, oh, I've uh, done a. Uh, did I do a hair versus hair match? Yeah, I, I think I've done a hair versus hair match. Pole match, you know, where, like they put some item on a pole, like you um, know. The only thing that comes to my mind is like the Judy bag. Well, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was the coal miners glove match thing and uh, Jake the Snake. Okay. But uh, I don't think I've done any pole matches. Dog collar? Nope. No dog collar matches. No strap oh. matches. Okay. Um, Wait, I thought you. I thought you have done a strap match. I thought you like took a strap bump like across the back one time. I guess. Um, what was the cowboy? Uh, Widowmaker or a Widowmaker? Yeah, didn't you guys do like something similar to that? We may have. Now that you mention it, way back in the yeah, going way back into the crates. Now I'm thinking about it because I'm like, oh, I can almost remember like going through the whole silly thing where like you you tag the one corner and walk to the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have done a strap match. Okay. Yep, that feels very familiar. Get them welts. Yes, yep. So going back to the Saturday morning <laughs> era, uh, <laughs> where 
do you put that like in the pantheon of uh, WWF? So, are we speaking strictly WWF for that time period? Yeah. So, sure. okay. Um, I'm gonna argue that it's one of the best time periods of wrestling. Okay. For, for them, right? I mean, obviously, ratings it? not, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, ratings. Nothing the, will beat the Monday Night The Attitude Wars. Era. Yeah. yeah. But but when you think about that roster, yep. Excuse me. You've got uh, Hulk Hogan still holding strong. He's not quite Hulkamania running wild, but still yeah, holding this is, strong. Yeah, this is when he was like on his part-time tip. Yeah, he was on his part-time tip, and the fans weren't quite as into him as they used to be, but they were still into him. No, that was the infamous time where uh, he um, with Sid yes. that whole program, and he got pretty much booed out the program. Yes, yep. but then on the TV tapings, they gave him they. <laughs> They punched in the, the chair as far. I'm so hilarious. <laughs> right. <clears throat> uh, so, but yeah, so you've still got that. You got Savage. Yep. He, he's still. No, still was he, wasn't he commentating at that time? Uh, he started going into commentary towards late 92, 93. Okay. But, okay. Um, you got Sid Vicious, Psycho yep. Sid. Rule of the world. Yes. Um, which, got, which incarnation do you like? Justice or Vicious? I like them both for different reasons. Okay, what are the uh, reasons? I like Sid Justice and, and those promos. Yep. Like, you know, because I rule <laughs> the world. You know? Yep. Yeah, man. <laughs> and, uh, but I like Sid Vicious and, like, putting people on the stretcher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did he have a lot of promos on Sid Vicious? I don't remember. I was going to say, it was most of his talking was in, with Vince and them, right? Yeah. Yeah, because all I remember... WCW Vicious was Four Horsemen and pretty much that and Power Bombs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I feel like Sid Vicious and WWF, same thing. He was just putting the, that's when he was putting people on the stretcher every week and uh, no, but they changed his name though. Managing him, talking for him. Yeah, but they changed his name in WWF though. No, he was Sid Vicious when he was. No, nah, it was Sid the, Justice. Uh, he came in as Sid Justice, but when he was doing that thing where he put people on stretchers, yeah, he was, uh, he was Sid Vicious. So how do they explain the change name? I don't know. You sure it wasn't always Justice? Because I thought Vicious was only WCW. But uh, this is why we got the Google machine, baby. Yeah. Let's uh. see. Sid. I'm going to put in Sid Justice because if you put in Sid Vicious, you're going to get the uh, rock and roll star. Yeah, from uh, Sex Pistols. Yes. I always felt that uh, Sid's Jerry Crow was much stronger than WF as well. Agreed. Agreed. But then again, it looked like he always came out the shower. Like, he was always drenched in, like, I don't know. It was, like, grease slash water. It was so weird. Activator. Yeah, pretty much was Activator. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. World Wrestling Federation from 1991 to 1992. He was Sid Justice. Okay. And then he left uh, after WrestleMania 8. Uh-huh. Um, and went to WCW. Uh huh. I said vicious. Okay. Came back to WWF in 1995. Uh huh. As just Sid. Oh, for real? Yeah, he was Shawn Michaels' bodyguard, and it says just yeah, it just keeps calling him Sid. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, yes. 
So I, I get, all right, well. And then he left um, due to injury. Yep. And then uh, came back in July of 96. Yep. Um, and that's when he became Psycho Sid. But no okay. last name, so it's just like, okay. So we were both right-ish. <laughs> okay. So yeah, he was no longer Sid Justice. He was psych- He was either just Sid or then Psycho Sid. Okay, all right. Good so, times. Uh, I think Psycho Sid was what I'm referring to that I liked where he was putting the people on stretches. On stretches. Okay, all right. <clears throat> yeah, man, Sid was a... Uh, he was a gem for, uh, you know... Big man. Yeah. I put, so I put my definitely in like either top ten or top five, you know, a- alongside absolutely. with absolutely. Big Man Beta. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um uh were you a fan of um Diesel? I think I was a fan of the gimmick. Yep. I don't remember if I was really a fan of like Diesel, and as I even think about it, like yep. the fact that I have to like really think about it, yeah, I'm gonna say I wasn't huge on Diesel as a kid. Okay, I don't remember like being like oh like like I was big on Shawn Michaels. Yep, I remember that as a kid, and I was big yep. on like uh, like I think I was bigger on Crush than I was on Diesel. Yeah, <clears throat> so that's kind of funny now. Now that I think about it. Did you like when Crush went heel? <laughs> they gave him face paint. I did actually. Really? Uh, yes. Uh, sounds like you did not. Nah. <laughs> I was always for the the good guy Crush. I feel you. I I think I did like the heel Crush. I, I thought it was cool. He started using some martial arts moves. Is that when he introduced the heart punch, or is that when he was, he was in the gang Crush? I think it was the heel Crush that that okay. introduced the heart punch. Okay. I thought that was cool. I, I need to bring that back. The heart punch? Yeah. <clears throat> like oh, I said, one of those simple... Really set someone up for that. Yeah, simple move finishes. Need to bring them back. Right? Don't need to do all these intricate finishes like the Spanish Fly and like the Canadian Destroyer and all these easily botched finishes. <laughs> yes. Especially when you guys get you guys are getting injured left and right. Right. I am I definitely know. this weekend. I am bringing back the stunt puller. Uh, Osiris will be will be using that. What promotion? NCW. All right. Um. Uh, Taunton. No, it'll be uh, in North Attleboro. <laughs> okay. Um, for Kids Day. Who are you facing? No idea. Okay. Um, so what, what the deal is, so Kids Day is this thing that North Attleboro, the town of North Attleboro does. Okay. Um, it's like a big, uh, outdoor carnival. Okay. And, uh, there's like bands and like face paint and carnival food, just all the, you know, carnival stuff. Yep. Um, and for the past few years now, um, since well before the pandemic, uh, so I'm going to say at least the past five years. Yep. Maybe even more than that. Yep. Um, NCW has put on a wrestling show as part of Kids Day. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. 
Um, and so it's outside, like in the okay. uh, field, you know. Uh, yeah, do you like wrestling also outside uh, venues? I do not. <laughs> How come? Um, multifold. Uh, first and foremost, yep. uh, the floor, so to speak, is dirty because you're either walking in grass or gravel. Yep. Yep. Or, or what have you, you know? Yep. Um, and for, I'm going to let a little bit of inside baseball here, yep. um, but this isn't giving away anything crazy. Yep. Uh, if you guys watch wrestling, um, notice when wrestlers walk into the ring. Okay. Uh, notice how many wrestlers will wipe their feet on the uh, corner of the apron before they step through the ropes. Yep. Um, a lot of wrestlers do, and that's how you can tell a true professional. Um, and the reason I just thought that was just a thing, you know, like similar how like uh, on tag matches people hold that rope in the corner. I thought it was just like a cosmetic thing, you know, for wrestling to do. So it actually serves a purpose. It does serve a purpose. Okay. And uh, that purpose is to get any junk that may have got on your shoe off of it before you get in the ring, where your body is going to be, you know laying on or your face could be getting in or you know anything like yeah, that yeah so you don't want to be laying on any pebbles right exactly pebbles or just dirt or even gum like you know you, you never know what you could be stepping on on the way to the ring yeah um you know especially for an outdoor shore but outdoor show but even at an arena of any sorts you just never know something could have happened yeah fans could have spilled something or, or what yep. have you so yeah so you just wipe it off right before you get in the area that your you know half naked body will be rolling around on right right well i mean unfortunately i was with the case with you know d and draws uh they said a fan uh potentially you know might have threw a drink in a ring d yes. uh slip uh on it so yeah i can definitely uh see exactly and uh and actually for me one of the reasons why I don't wear wrestling boots and I instead wear wrestling sneakers. Yeah. Um, well, the main reason is because I, I find the sneakers to be lighter and I'm able to be more agile. Yep. Um, but also, the wrestling sneakers have a better grip. Oh, okay. Um, so they have, so on the so you're less likely to slip. Okay. So all right. So two reasons, obviously, the brief on your feet. Um, yes. Also, it's usually hot. Right. So you've got like the hot sun like beating down on you. Right. And some wrestling promotions, thankfully not MCW, but there are some wrestling promotions that wrestle with a canvas ring. Okay. Canvas material, and that just absorbs the heat. Oh, so the mat is like super hot. Yes. Yeah. So you get slammed on that, and you want to like just get right back up. You're like, oh. I got to give Showcase credit for their last, uh, the last time I wrestled for them was an outdoor show. Okay. And, uh, a couple of weeks back. And um, they didn't put the, the uh, canvas on until right like when the show was starting. Really? So it wasn't just sitting out there baking. So I give them credit for that. Okay. Because uh, a lot of promotions, you know, they usually get there first thing, get the ring set up, and then the ring's just sitting there baking all day. <laughs> and, uh well, hopefully, hopefully the show will be later in the evening, so you won't have to worry about that. Yeah, this show this Saturday it'll be at four, four p.m. So, okay. still kind of peak heat time. Okay, but, uh, it'll be fun. Um, 
but but yeah, those are the main the, the two main reasons I don't like outdoor shows is because of the ground and the heat. Other yep. than that, it's a good time. Uh, I'm looking forward to bringing back my blood entrance this weekend. Okay. Um, I had stopped doing it because of complaints of the blood getting either on the ring or on the floor of the venue and then having to have someone clean it up. But I'm like, oh, with this being outdoors, I can just get the blood like all over the place. Like, it'll be fine. Okay. So I'm uh, looking forward to bringing that back this weekend. Uh, oh, another thing I don't like about outdoor shows, the sound quality. How so? Uh, you know, the, the when they play your entrance music, because, because it's outside, right. the sound like, just like goes away. Oh, yeah, it gets easily drowned out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what time is the show this week? 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Uh, Saturday? Saturday. North Attleboro? North Attleboro. All right. So it's good. It's at least, like I said, for for, uh, for the families to come, it's not too late. Yes. Um, you know. And for the families, I mean, show up early and spend the whole day at the carnival. Yeah. Do all the carnival stuff, watch the wrestling. I think the wrestling will be taking place from like between four and six. Okay. And then I think at six, live bands start playing. And then there will okay. be fireworks too uh, when the sun goes down. Okay. All right. Are you going to be uh, staying for the whole event or once you uh, one and done, you are done? One and done and done. Um, you know, it takes a lot to, to work up to be Osiris. Yep. And then. Uh, coming down from that is a lot too so it's get in we get out and uh probably gonna order the ring of honor pay-per-view okay so you're gonna have a long day indeed indeed yeah saturday is gonna be a long day the uh Princess and I were uh, we'll get up, we'll work out, and then we're going to uh, our, our new jam that we've been doing is uh, this place called Mindful Recovery. Okay. Which uh, shout out to Mindful Recovery in uh, I want to say it's in Hollis, Massachusetts. Okay. Uh, but it is a uh, recovery center that offers sauna, cryogenic therapy, um, leg tech. <coughs> I think that's what it's called. Those like leg sleeves. Okay. Um, therapy, infrared light therapy, like uh, all this different like new wave, new age kind of stuff. Okay. And uh, so that's been our jam. Uh, we went there last week, tried the cryotherapy for the first time. Yep. Uh, for those not familiar, you go inside this little tube and they crank it to negative 220 degrees Fahrenheit. Ooh. Yes. Um, so it is freezing, and uh, but it, you, you stay in there for up to three minutes. And thankfully, the princess went first. She did her three minutes. So when I was in there at about a minute, I wanted to quit. But I'm like, she did the full three. I've got to do the full three. Um, and it's got a lot of healing benefits. Did you feel refreshed after using it? Definitely. Okay. Definitely. <clears throat> so you so, said you uh, wanted to quit after that minute. Did it feel like pins and needles uh, stabbed in the body? Not pins and needles, um, but I would compare it to like a, a really cold winter day when like a blast of wind hits you in the face. Yep. I would compare it to that kind of feeling. Um, thankfully, it's completely dry, so it's a dry cold, but it's cold. Yep. Um, 
but but yeah so it's a it's a different kind of feeling for sure it's uh it's all from the neck down okay um and you're just encapsulated in this cold space um and, and yeah so um, and i don't like cold <laughs> yeah so so yeah a minute in i was like oh i'm good but i'm like nope i've got to do the full three will you um, do it again oh yeah yep that's uh we'll, we'll be we'll be going there this Saturday morning. That's why I brought that up. So I'm like, yeah, we'll be doing that. And then nice. uh, we'll grab some lunch and head to the show. Um the first session is cheap and then it gets expensive. They okay. they lure you in there with like a $25 session. Yep. And then after that it's like 40. That's not bad. All things considered, not horrible. No, not at all. Not at all. <clears throat> Consider it's it's for your health. That's what I tell myself. I'm like, oh, I, I would spend, you know, I would spend that kind of money on something that's not healthy, like a bottle of bourbon. Um, right, right. You know, but it helps a bottle of bourbon is going to last me more than three minutes. Probably last me three months, but still <laughs> helps rejuvenate the body. Exactly. Especially you know with all the bumps and bruises that you guys accumulate. Exactly, and that's you know right now it's all about longevity and health and. <clears throat> Making this Ooh. vessel last, this vessel of violence. So, uh, have you heard or read anything on the interwebs uh, in, in the wrestling world? Yeah, so let's uh, talk wrestling world news. Um, I feel like it's just nonstop news all the time. <clears throat> yep. Um, let's see. So, since we last left off, nothing new with the Vince McMahon story. Nope. Um, He's still yeah. off. Uh, still off camera. Yeah, yep. He's uh so that's all all the same. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Swerve and uh Keith Lee, Swerve in his glory, they are the new AEW tag team champions. But weren't they doing like a, a tease that they're gonna break up? They were. So they shot that down? I don't know. I don't know if they still might be doing that. Um, will they be? Which, if they, I'll be very disappointed if AEW does this because it's a very WWE thing to do. <laughs> the, the, you know, uh, feuding tag team champions. Yeah. Like I feel like that's a WWE trope. Yeah, it's done before. Yeah. Well, actually, wait, but like who? Um, I'm like in WWE, they've had so many. Uh and now, of course, I can't think of any. Yeah, see? <laughs> um, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Okay. Um, Randy Orton and Riddle. That's how they started. Okay. Um, and this is just recently. I'm trying to think because I'm like, I know there are previous examples. Uh, like, I think uh, Triple H and Austin. I think okay. they did th- they did that um Cena and somebody the rock and sock connection but they have a champs rock and sock yeah I believe so let's double check the the Google machine but uh rock and sock connection tag team champions here is information from Wikipedia yeah they held the WWF tag team championship three times wow okay impressive right <clears throat> Impressive. Crazy. Right? But yeah, back to Swerve and um, Keith. <laughs> Swerve and his glory. Which, uh, so, what's that? No, so you're digging them as a tandem? 
Uh, I haven't seen enough of them. Uh, I'm very behind right now on wrestling. Uh, like three weeks behind on AEW. Okay. Um, or maybe two weeks behind on AEW and like a week and a half behind on WWE. So I haven't watched. I've just been reading the, the what's been going on. Okay. Um, or listening to, to podcasts about what's going on. Okay. Um, let's see. Other big news, though. They're the tag champs over there. Um, in WWE, what's been going on? There's a rumor that, uh, what's his name? Solo Sakai? Yep. Is that his name? Yeah. Uh, rumor is he's going to be getting called up soon. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I believe he's they did a dark the match on SmackDown this past week. Okay. Um, you would think it would make sense for him to, right? Since Roman would be, it's part-time now. Yeah, especially you add that in there. Yep. Um... Oh, uh, did we talk about Liv Morgan? She's the uh, champ. I think we talked about that last week. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I feel like there's like so much wrestling news, but like no wrestling news. <laughs> oh, interesting little story I heard about. Yep. Um, Joey Ryan. Um, he uh, apparently had a job at Disney World, like as a ride operator. Okay. And uh, some fans recognized him and uh, reported him to Disney and got him fired. Oh, wow. Which, uh, that's a, that's such a tough thing. I, I don't know how I feel about that. Cause I'm like, does that okay. man deserve to have a job? Like and support himself and feed himself? Okay. Well, what did he get um, shunned for in the industry? Uh, he's accused of rape. Oh, wow. Yeah. Never, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Never um, arrested for it or anything. So there's no legal, no no criminal charges on him. Okay. Um, But several accusations of like getting girls drunk and or like on drugs. Uh. And uh, he put out a a press statement. (laughs) He, uh, he was like, oh, like, you know, being a being a star went to my head, like, blah, blah, I'm going to rehab. Okay. Um, like, it was a really bad, like, statement, because it wasn't an apology. Almost like, like a... What's that? So it was, like, almost like an admission of guilt? Yeah, it was like an admission of guilt, and like, uh, and like uh, oh, like, it wasn't my fault. Like, it's like, your fault for making me so famous. <laughs> uh, that's unfortunate. Yes. Um, so then he went to rehab, and I think he thought coming out of rehab, like he would start his wrestling career over, and yep. no one would book him. Not um, like no one in the Indies, or talking about like like the the big promotions. Both. Wow. So yeah, because um, the couple indie promotions that did book him, um, they got like a flood <clears throat> of like emails and things, being like, "Oh, like we're gonna get your show like boycotted or whatever if you use him." Oh wow! Um, so yeah, um, but I'm like, what? I mean, he, he's got a. I, I get not wanting him around wrestling, right? But I'm like, he, he needs to do something for a job, right? Like, but, it, I mean, yeah. But, well, was was since since you said the job was a Disney thing? That's you know around young uh, people. Was it his? Oh, thing, was it was it against like young? People, his, you know, alleged, or was it 
Yeah, maybe that's why. Um, that's why people were trying to, you know, say not to work there if it was against like you know young people. Okay, that you know what? Maybe there's something to that. And honestly, I'm not too sure. Okay. But when right. you're saying that, that brings up a. Uh, it, I've got a fun little. Uh, let's have a fun little debate right now. Okay. Or conversation. Have you heard okay. about the Marty Scroll stuff? I don't even know who that is. All right. Um, <laughs> so I guess we'll start with who Marty Scroll is. Yeah. Uh, that I might not be saying his last name right, um, but he uh, he was part of the the clique with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Um, really? That group. He's yeah, a wrestler. Yeah, he's a wrestler. Uh, so he was in um, Bullet Club? Yeah, yep, he was in Bullet Club. He, he'd bring an umbrella to the ring. Nah, he's I do a, not remember. He's from the so UK. And, oh, uh, not Japan? No, not from Japan. He's from the UK. He's got oh, a really, okay. really good mustache. Uh, what was he called? The Villain. That was his name. The Villain, okay. Marty Scrawl. Um, okay. And he'd come to the ring. But yeah, he was part of the Bullet Club in, in New Japan. And okay. Ring of Honor. Um, he was there when Cody was, Cody was part of it. Okay. Uh, that time period, but he'd bring an umbrella to the ring and all yep. that. Okay. Um, during the whole Me Too movement. Yep. Um, it, it came out that he uh, had sex with a underage. Well, let, hold on. Let me not say underage. I'm going to say with a 16 year old girl who was drunk. Oof. Not good. Not good. Apparently, though, in the he, this happened in the UK. Okay. Apparently, like, she was of, like, legal age, like, there. Oh, 16? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's for all of the UK or just the, the area that they were in. Okay. But but Marty put out a statement saying, like, you know, he, he regrets it, but she was uh, of legal age. Um, where she was they were drunk, at. though. Yeah, that's a tough... And it's like it's hard for you know consent in that type of you know right you know circumstance but that definitely clouds things you know? yeah exactly um for sure i'm like some of my best hookups were drunk but i'm like <laughs> but i'm like i'm pretty sure they were all consensual and none of them were all 16 year olds yeah um but uh but but yeah so He's been pretty much blacklisted. Um, well, actually, I don't even want to say he's been blacklisted. I, I think he voluntarily kind of took himself out of the pool. Okay. And then when the uh, pandemic went down, like, he being over in the UK, I think none of those guys were able to travel anywhere anyways. Right. Um, but now he's trying to get back into wrestling. Um, he was going to work a show for uh, Santino Morella, of all people, who runs a, uh, his own company, apparently. Nice. Yes. Um, and there was a bunch of backlash um, from fans saying they didn't want him on the show. And uh, I think he got pulled from the show as a result. Oh, wow. In fact, I'm double checking that now to, to find out if that's true. But I wanted to get your opinion on the whole thing. I'm like, because uh, I mean, if this girl, if where he's at, this girl is of age, right. should that be held against him here, where she would? Well, not how was be it brought? Age? How was it brought brought to light? Uh, she posted about it. Okay. Um, during the whole wrestling Me Too movement. Okay. Um, and then she and she's in in her statement. She said she got taken advantage of. 
Um, she she feels that she was. She said at the time she didn't realize it, but looking back on it, um, she says she was. And it wasn't just him. She said that there were other wrestlers that she named too. Oh, like who else? Um, I don't remember any. I feel like the other names were just like UK like wrestlers. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but with that being said, uh, I think Scroll he was the biggest name. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, if that is the case and, you know, you're marketing yourself as a, you know, uh, if you're in the limelight, you know, in a profession like that, and fans don't feel, you know, comfortable putting their hard money into your, hard earned money into, into, you know, your, your pockets with that type of, you know, on, on your jacket, that type of, you know, uh, accusation. I can, I can, I can see from the fans' part that they don't want, you know, want that. You know, at the end of the day, it's like, like TV. If you don't want to see a certain show and you don't want to support, it, then you don't have to watch it. So you know, fans don't want to have certain wrestlers that have, you know, that type of accusations on their, you know, on their jacket. Then they don't want to support them. I, I can see that. You know, yeah. it's up to the wrestler to, you know, to either change your way as far as like not change like your gimmick name like you know almost like reinvent yourself so if you want to you know make it in the business you just have to do something else if people know who you are your are your personal life background you know you get to fig- figure out how to move around uh, differently I guess yes no, you're, yeah. you're right on that. And this is interesting, actually. So I just, uh, I was trying to get some information on the Santino Morello show. Yep. Um, and I didn't get any information on that. But uh, but apparently back in April, um, Murray Scroll and another wrestler by the name of Travis Banks, who I'm not familiar with. Okay. But uh, apparently they were booked for a show in Mexico and a lot of the talent on that show um chose not to do the show because they didn't want to be on with those two guys yeah so i don't i don't blame them you know it's like you say you know you make your bed you gotta sleep in it yeah that's a crazy it's funny um because you know there's some of that stuff that goes on here in new england i'm not going to mention names right um and uh hold on Okay, so apparently uh, Marty Scroll is not being pulled from Santino Morella's show. Okay. Um, Santino Morella uh, tweeted, he says, everybody deserves a chance to redeem themselves. There you go. So <clears throat> you got some people that, you know, will see if you can redeem yourself. If you have a redemption story. Yeah. I mean, look at Jeff Hardy. He's had so many, uh, you know, bumps in a row. Same thing with the Usos. And people do give him second chances. It's just I guess who you know at this point. That that's true, very true. Because this is the wrestling industry. It's not like everybody is uh, besmirched of prat past issues, you know. Yeah, no. I mean, most most people, you know. <laughs> Which I, I was gonna say, like most businesses and companies don't allow you to get that second chance. In the wrestling industry, you're somewhat allowed to, you know, depending on the heinousness of whatever you get, you know, you whatever you did. And I think a lot of that comes from because the wrestling industry used to be the type of industry where it was like, this is the only place these people can get jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and obviously that's changed over the years uh, as things have become more corporate. Um, you know, with WCW being owned by Turner Broadcasting and WWF becoming a publicly traded company. Yep. Um, I, I think that changed the climate of things a lot yep. um, within wrestling. And, you know, now living in the world that we live in with social media and everything else, I mean, it just, it, it's such a different time. Yep. Um, it's interesting to me. I, I feel like such an old man when I say this. But, like, I've witnessed, like, changes, like, in wrestling and around wrestling that are, like, huge. Um, When I first got into wrestling, which was 20 years ago now, um, ring rats were still a big thing. Okay. Um, I feel like nowadays you probably can't even use that term. (laughs) Okay. Uh, But, you know, groupies, and I feel like you're not allowed to use that term anymore either, but everyone knows what I'm talking about. Right, uh, but that was that was a really big thing when I first got into wrestling. Uh, right, I was autographing women's boobs at, at shows. Right, uh, like they'd ask me to. Like I wasn't going up to them. Like hey, let, you know, like they were coming up to me and be like, "Will you autograph my boobs?" Like you know, and I was like, "Wow, like this is like the rock star stuff people talk about." You know, right? But you still had you know consent to do that. Like you said, yeah. you weren't just doing that all willy nilly. No, 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 no. It was not not just consent. It was they were asking me to do it. Exactly, exactly. But, but uh, it's interesting that that was still a big thing then. Whereas yep. now, I mean, there, there's no more rats. There's like barely any women that go to wrestling, even like you know. Oh, really? Yeah. But you know, it's just such a different environment. Um, you know, and, and I also the wrestlers involved in wrestling are, are younger now than they were when I got started. When I got started, it was a bunch of men, and, you know, like guys that chewed tobacco and you know, stuff like that. Now it's all young kids. Like you know, half of them are probably virgins. Like young man's game. Yes, yeah, it is. I mean, just look, just look at the performance center. It was like the average age is like twenty one. Yeah, I feel like the, the right now the decree is they're not trying to sign anyone under, uh, I mean, over 25, I think, was the uh, the limit. Right. That's how it is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, times have changed. No, for sure. Times have changed. The business has changed. The world has changed. Everything. Yeah. So it's just, uh, it's where what we live in and... Uh, but yeah, so I think people used to get away with a lot of crazy stuff in wrestling. Um, right. And now that's just not the case anymore. And, uh, you know, we live in a very PC culture. Um, and so that PC culture is going to dictate, you know, I guess what, what is okay and what isn't. Well, I guess the PG era is now no longer. Uh, I think they said with Vince and the and companies now is it TVY. 14 or 13, whatever, like the next step. I think it was 14, yeah, is where they're going next, is the rumor. Yeah, so what do you think about that? Uh, I don't think that's gonna have a great impact on WWF at all, okay. Um, because although they've been PG, um, I've definitely heard the B word thrown around on there once or twice, yeah. Um, I've trying to think of what else has been allowed but I'm like I feel like maybe what's PG now is different than when we were kids I don't know right right but uh but yeah so I think going to TV 14 um I don't think that's gonna have that great of an impact on the product right um 
I think that's just more marketing than anything else. Okay. All right. All right. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, like like you said earlier, uh, not not a whole lot going on in the wrestling world news. Uh, but you say you feel like there is. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. I'm like, there, there's all these peripheral things going on, just no new updates. Because you yeah. got the Vince stuff still going on. It's still out there. We just don't have any new updates. Right. Um, you've got the Sasha Banks and Naomi stuff still going on. Really? Um, what, the, what, what? What's happening with them? Are they staying? They're going? That's th- no idea. No new updates. But okay. uh, all the rumors are that they have been taken off of the internal roster of WWE. Yep. Naomi, um, she was, I think Lynn Dorado tweeted to her about wanting to see her in like a lucha company. Okay. And she wrote like back like ASAP or something like that. So um, we might see her in AAA? Maybe. Um, well, you know, and I think the question comes down to like, will they have 90 day no competes? Like what's the, what's the deal with all that? Yeah. Um, and Sasha Banks management company uh, they put out a thing that Sasha will not be taking any wrestling-related bookings until 2023. Okay. Let her body heal. No idea. Like, they didn't put anything else with it. Like, it was just that, like... Oh, okay. people are still not sure what does that mean, you know? Okay. Because okay. she have a 90-day, in which case, well, then that would make sense. That would go to, like, October. Right. Um, but, yeah, no one no one knows, really, any any new updates on that stuff. Okay. All right. We've got the MJF right. thing still floating out there. I mean, which is guaranteed to be a work, but yeah, at this point, yeah. But there's unfortunately no they saw, they saw, uh they started it too early. They should have this actual contract negotiation. It is so it's dumb to do it so early. It, it is because it's like, what are you gonna do? Two years of this? Yeah, that's stupid. Right. But uh, you know, whatever. Here we are. Yeah. Yep, but uh, okay. All right, so uh, you got your show this week that folks can uh, definitely uh, check out. Uh, any other upcoming appearances uh, after this week? Uh, Saturday, August 6th. Yep. We make debut for uh, CWA, Continental Wrestling Association. Alrighty. Uh, in Gloucester, Massachusetts. Oh, North Shore. Yes. And that show is going to have an awesome, awesome main event as uh, Brian Myers, formerly known as Curtis Hawkins. Uh, he will be taking on Frankie Kazarian. Nice. Yes. Um, so that'll be an awesome main event. I will be, uh, as far as I know, as of right now, I will be in a six-man tag match. Um, it'll be myself, Foxy Calvin Campbell, and Ike the Bite. Um, Who's Ike the Bite? <laughs> uh, he is a wrestler. Um, he uh, he wrestled for NCW a few years back. Um, okay. I don't know what other promotions he works for. Okay. But uh, it'll be the three of us taking on the team of Slick Wagner Brown. What? Slick's out of retirement? Slick never retired. I thought he did. No. Yo, you can see if you can get him on the show. I know, right? No, <laughs> definitely. See if you can work some miracle. <laughs> He's got quite the story. Yeah, I was going to say, we got to get more uh, 
guys back uh we started you know hot and heavy with the interviews yes no we definitely got to get back into the swing of that i reached out yeah. to, it's funny uh, i'm like I, I had reached out to my tag partner ronnie yep. and then uh i think i was like hinging on like that like oh let's get him on and then we'll reach out to some other people yeah and, uh, <laughs> and then i'm not sure what happened from there but yeah i got to get back on that reaching out to people and yeah especially that every show you, yeah every show see you know be like hey y'all wanna especially if they got you know named to want to uh, get you know out there definitely definitely so yeah so that that will be my mission and task all right cool get some people on here and then yep. uh yeah, but uh, Continental yep. Russian, so six-man tag, taking on Slick, Bo Douglas, and Scytherin. Bo Douglas out of retirement, too? I don't think Bo Douglas ever retired. Okay. And uh, he's all skinny now. Oh, uh, he was always he was skinny for the most part. Uh, he had a little bit of a belly for a little while there. Well, you better hope you don't listen to the show. He might... Uh... Oh, he won't take offense to that. He, he knows it's true. He if he's got a problem with it, he can try to step up to Osiris, and Osiris will slap him in the face. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> well, I was going to say, um, we forgot to mention before we uh, sign out today, uh, this is the month of the infamous pay-per-view uh, SummerSlam, uh, yes. July 23rd. And I know you said you'll have... July 30th. Uh, huh? July 30th. Is it not the 23rd? No, it's the 30th. Is that is that a Saturday? That is a Saturday. Oh, okay. All right, so the 30th. I, I know it was one of the Saturday weird pay-per-views yeah uh, it's weird it's usually in august it's usually on a sunday but uh this year it's in july and it's on a saturday yep um i know you mentioned before that you gotta have the this the one stable uh omega black in the yes. house that correct yes yes sir might have to see if you can get them on the pizzard absolutely absolutely <laughs> see if we can get do, them on do maybe. a special, do a special so we can do a special so we can get this the interviews back on and popping. Right, actually, that'd be a good way to to get back into it. But yeah, man, get them on. But yeah, if you're around that night, definitely come on through. Yep. Watch the uh, not the. I was gonna say come on through and watch the pay per view, but no, come on through and watch the special live presentation or whatever they call them now. Yep. Um, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, come on through and we'll talk to the talk to the blacks and we'll. Uh, yeah, let's figure out getting them on here. Yep, sounds good. All right, well, what's on today's water jug? Yes, today's water jug. We've got two of them going today. Okay. So we've got uh, one water jug for Osiris. Yep. And uh, that one says anger is a gift. Okay. And then, what do we uh, mean by that? Uh, so what that means is that uh, you can take anger, you know, and you can channel it. Okay. Um, and in which case, then anger is a gift. It doesn't have to be a negative. Okay. Um, take take your anger and channel that into a positive. Um, okay. So that's that's Osiris's message for the day. Osiris is uh, in the mood to to hunt for heads and chop chop them down. Okay. But uh, but then for uh, myself for GA West today, today's message yep. is a little more uh, or, or a little less uh, angry and violent. Yep. <laughs> today's message is be better today than you were yesterday. Okay. And uh, I think that's a good one for all of our listeners out there. Uh, you know, we are recording today on a Tuesday. We usually we record on a Sunday. Um, so this is a special special. No, today's uh, today's Wednesday. Oh wow! 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we can go with Tuesday if you want. Uh, you know what? I'll take Wednesday. All right. Hump day. Yes, that's right. Hump day. Um, <laughs> love that Geico commercial. But, uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, so everybody, if Humpty Dance is your chance, do the hump. Uh, <laughs> this is a One stop busy in the Burger King bathroom. Uh, I like my oatmeal lumpy. <laughs> Yeah, I'll stop what you're doing because I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you're used to. <clears throat> right. I look funny, but y'all making money, see? Yo, world, hope you're ready for me. Got it down. I'm the new fool in town. <laughs> Sound comes from the underground. <laughs> exactly. I like uh, it up with some uh, orange juice, Jones. <laughs> such a such a great song. Yes. Uh, we're closing it out. Rest in peace. I think I, I think Jay-Z might have stole his line when he said, now let me reintroduce myself. Okay. Jay, Jay-Z had uh, that, what was that, Lincoln Park song? Uh, Allow me to re- reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. Uh, H to the Izzo. Uh-uh. Yes. Um, I, I know what you're talking about. Need to get uh, Pumpus Publishing. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> But uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe next week. Slight you know t- what? Let's, let's talk about tangent we went on. next week. Yeah, it's like tangent we went on, right? <clears throat> but uh, but no, good tangent. And I think uh, you know, if we're not interviewing people, or even if we are interviewing people, we'll ask them what their favorite wrestling music is. I'm like, let's talk some wrestling theme songs next week. Yeah, are you a Bob Johnson fan or CFO? No, is it Bob Johnson? No, Jim Johnson. Jim Johnson. Jim Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Or CFO, the new people. Or are you a Jimmy Hoffman, WCW circa, doing all those uh, rip-offs of actual songs? <laughs> <laughs> right? Jeez. <laughs> uh, actually, let's talk uh, WCW 1992-93. But, yeah. uh, as we were discussing that era with WWF earlier, that's when WCW, they started doing original music. Yeah. Uh, and they had such hits like, A Man Called Sting! Or uh, one of my favorites, Steiner Line. Let me tell you a little story about Rick and Scott. Good times, good times. Yes. But uh, all right, all right. Uh, That's that's a little teaser, a little preview. That's a little teaser of things to come. Oh, big big things, big things, big things, things, like they. Like 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 my my British brethren said, big things. But uh, okay, okay. Um. So yeah. Which, yeah, which they're having a crazy heat wave right now over in Europe. Uh, so all y'all that, you know, over there in Europe, you know, uh, apparently, you know, y'all haven't had a heat wave like this before. Stay cool. Yeah, stay cool. Take a, lot of cold, a lot of cold showers. Hopefully get some ice. Cold you showers, know. drink your water. Yep. Stay hydrated. Yep. Stay next to the fan. Yeah, whatever it takes. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Europe, you said we had a new listener this week from... Uh... Bermuda, not Europe. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know, geography wasn't my best subject. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, shout out to the folks in, in Bermuda in the at the in the triangle. Yes, you know, shout out. Hopefully, no one gets lost in a plane out there. Right. And hope y'all enjoying our show in Bermuda, right. Bahama. Come on, pretty yeah. mama. <laughs> well, if you want, if you want to take us out on that note. <laughs> Oh man, uh, you people, you people. Uh, 
Uh, no, you guys, uh, we, we love all of you for listening, uh, especially at this point, if you're still listening to, to this episode all the way through. Uh, we appreciate you indulging us in, <laughs> in uh, our little episode of whatever that, that conversation just was. Um, and we look forward to having you back next week for more conversation. Um, but you guys can be anyone in the world. You're here. You're listening to us. We appreciate it. We love you. We hope you have the best day that you've ever had today and an even better day than that tomorrow. On that note, we are out. One.